Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Good morning and God bless you. This is Pastor Joe and welcome to another Saturday night sermon. Today's topic is going to be spiritual warfare. And we're going to take two of the most used and and for good reason chapters of the Bible. We're going to of course use the same format I used last week because it works for me to communicate and to preach this message to you. First we're going to pray. Then we are going to read these two chapters of the Bible and then we're going to just discuss them. At the end I will pray for the audience. I will pray for your uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit and then if I can, I'll probably be in the in the chat room and pray for you directly as needed. So God bless you. Please join me in a moment of prayer as we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that we're allowed together and every moment we spend worshiping you and learning you and, and just having our eyes and our spirits open and our ears to listen to what you have to say. Lord, teaches us. I pray, Lord, that you mold us to be more like you. I pray that you take that what is made out of wood and chaff in us and burn it out. And that those things that are made of copper, bronze, silver, and gold, that you refine in us. And Lord, help us to take one more step to being obedient and loving servants and the bride of Christ. So I pray that you're with us tonight as we study. Please be with us, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Thank you for being our king. Thank you for dying for us, for resurrecting by your own power from the dead for us that we have salvation. Lord, help us to become better spiritual warriors tonight. It is in the mighty name of Jesus we ask this. Amen and amen. Okay, so we're going to start with Psalm 91. And I will be reading this from the NASB as I have it on my phone so I can just look down and scroll to it. This is the NASB 2020 version. I think I got something on the computer. Okay. Security of one who trusts in the Lord is the name of this chapter of the Bible. It's the header. One who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will lodge in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. You live under the wings of the Almighty, and you speak, trust in the Lord, calling him your fortress and your safety. For it is he who rescues you from the net of the trapper. You may have heard this uh, from the fowler, a hand of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. He rescues from the net of the trapper and, the, and from the deadly plague. He will cover you with his pinions feathers in another version and under his wings you may take refuge his faithfulness is a shield and a wall though there are powers of the air the ultimate power of the air is when God Almighty flies onto the scene one of his mighty servants flies onto the scene God wraps you up in his wings and covers you and nothing can harm you there 
You will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day. Of the plague that stalks in darkness or of the destruction that devastates at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. Uh, it will not come nigh unto your dwelling. You will only look on with your eyes and see the retaliation against the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place. This is interesting here where it says, you have made the Lord my refuge. Because it's, in Hebrew, it's the Lord my refuge. As in, this is the Lord, he's my castle, he's my, my fortress. No evil will happen to you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. In their hands they will lift you up so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. Now you've heard this applied to Jesus during the temptation of the Lord by Satan. This scripture is about Christ. This scripture applies to you. You will walk upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. What does the Lord God say in the garden about the son of man down the line of Adam? What will be the enmity between them? He will bruise our heel and we will crush his head. Bear in mind when you're under massive spiritual attack that you have very, very much God-given authority and immediate power no matter what the circumstance is to cry out for relief from God and you will receive it. You go by what you believe, go by your faith, not by the circumstances around you. If you take your eyes off of Christ and you're walking on water, you will sink. Keep your eyes on the Lord and you will walk upon whatever those troubled waters are. Okay, because he has loved me, I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. The Lord God cannot lie. These are the words of Yahweh. When you bring these words to Yahweh in prayer, in spiritual warfare, any demonic presence is bound by these poetic but lawful words of God cannot change the promises of God at all. So let's go to the next scripture, which will be Isaiah 61, and then we'll talk about it too. Bear with me one moment as I refigure out how to spell Isaiah. Okay, now this chapter is titled the exaltation of the afflicted this is where you cry out to god for rescue during a spiritual warfare situation and this can be you waging spiritual warfare over a member of your family something that's happening to you personally your finances taking back the lands you know you've, you've heard 
Jesse talk a lot about anointing and taking back the lands. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about how these scriptures, as you bring them up, lift them up to God, can help you do that. Okay. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the humble. Pay attention to not only what the promise is, but what the condition is. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the humble or the poor. I do like humble here because I don't think economic status has a thing to do with it. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim release to captives and freedom to the prisoners and it reminds me of the words of the Lord Jesus when he said whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and whatever you bind in heaven will be bound in heaven your faith in this is critical to your ability to do this so let these scriptures give you that faith and also scripture to open your mouth and lift up in the Holy Spirit to God to proclaim release to captives and freedom to prisoners. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. These are some pretty serious things we're called to do. To grant those who mourn in Zion. Giving them, I love this. A garland instead of ashes. Or as another verse says, a crown of beauty trading for your ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. Oil. We're going to get into that here too. The cloak of praise instead of a disheartened spirit. So they will be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. This is so beautiful. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. Has your life ever felt like. Uh, or have you known someone who has looked like. Some ancient ruins. Like it's been destroyed for a long time. And there's really not much else going on. It don't look like it's ever going to be rebuilt. God can do that. And wants to do that. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations. And they will repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. You have heard of generational curses. Or familial spirits. If you will. Evil spirits. Whatever their origin. That's a different discussion. That attach themselves to a family because of certain sins or maybe they got into worship demonic powers four generations ago hasn't been uh, rebuked and repented of in the family at all maybe somebody doesn't know maybe somebody's still messing with the occult a little bit these things you gotta break you've got to go to the Lord with it and apologize and lay it before him let him cleanse you from it and then you will see results. You will see things stop happening repeatedly that seem to happen like a curse to you. Strangers will stand and pasture your flocks. Foreigners will be, be your farmers and your vine dressers. 
and in the NLT it says, Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards. But you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations and you will boast in their riches. Now that's a pretty, pretty big statement. This gives me a very, a very great sense of assurance in the Lord. Not about their riches, but to me, riches would be to be, and I'm hoping, I'm hope, I'm starting to climb this to be a, a minister of the Lord, walking humbly, protected, offering spiritual protection with other people, and to me, the riches or the the wealth of nations means God is providing for me. I know it comes from Him. There's no sadness attached with it. It when God is running smoothly in your life, now affliction will come, but man, it's nice when your trust in the Lord is completely vindicated. When God is with you, you know it, and you know the right thing to do. You go in prayer to the Lord about something, and you don't get all stewed up about things. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, you will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be yours. In the NLT, instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. Why? Why will all this happen? For I, the Lord, love justice, and I hate robbery. In the burnt offering, and I hate wrongdoing, and I will faithfully give them their reward. Or I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Then their offspring, their descendants, will be known among the nations. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. And their descendants in the midst of the people, all who see them, will recognize them. Because they are the offspring whom the Lord has blessed. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord, or I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God. My soul will be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom in his wedding suit, or a bride with her jewels. As a groom puts on a turban, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. This is what is happening as the last days are unfolding. Despite all the conflict, and all the cleansing, and all the tribulation and things that are happening, we're getting ready for a wedding. We are walking into a destiny that has been given to us by Yah, by His Son. He's made promises to us that he's going to keep. We are royalty. We are that peculiar people. We have the right to use the authority of everything written in this, in this particular chapter of the Bible in all. To wage war against those demonic beings that are higher than us in the second heavens. And, and trying to wage war upon both us and God.
You ever thought that maybe the demonic realm gets very tired? Because they got people down here praying and they hate that. And they got God saying, don't touch them. They're mine. And they think that they're going to somehow storm the gates of heaven again. Poor chumps. Anyway. For as the earth produces its sprouts, and as a garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. I've never said, and all God's people said, but it, if we were all in the same room, I probably would. Amen and amen. So, let's talk for a minute about spiritual warfare. I think I, I, I did cover the points I kind of wanted to cover in that um, we're always under spiritual attack. Okay, The Lord Jesus is our shield, our defender, our, our covering. He is our cloak of righteousness. And I hate not being graphic, but his blood, when he shed it on the cross, when we plead the blood of Jesus, that's the blood of Jesus Christ as a an impenetrable set of permission for us and denial for the devil. You cannot touch us. If the devil goes to the Lord at the throne room and points out some legal reason to mess with you, then he starts, he tries. And you have in, in the word of God, I want you to imagine in my hand, a sword. Okay? I'm trying to get it on camera. And you have a double-edged sword. On one side, you have a very sharp edge in Isaiah 61 to cut the devil with. And on the other side, if you flip it over, you have Psalm 61. If you use these two chapters just as a beginning to learn spiritual warfare, you pray with all your heart these things to the Lord God, you will see things happen in your life. I want to show you something. I'm going to start with, this is my cool little anointing oil container, which was originally something to do with a boiled egg or something. I got this at the um, thrift store for a few bucks. It holds the perfect amount of anointing oil for me when I go somewhere. I can take it with me. I've gone to people's houses and, and just done little prayers with them. And, um, okay, so how do I engage in simple spiritual warfare? So the steps are... I've gone through this before, but I'm going to briefly cover them for you. Pardon my cat if she pops up on the camera. Number one, what does Jesus say about prayer? He says about him being there. He says, where two or more are gathered, there I am. So my recommendation is if you are going to engage in spiritual warfare, get another believer with you, a strong one to agree with you in prayer. Okay. The second thing is, he also recommends for certain types of evil spirits to cast out. And this is not really about casting out. It's more about protecting you. But I recommend a day of fasting. If you can fast from food for a day and spend that day praising the Lord God because he is inhabiting all of your praise. Two ways in the Bible the Lord says he hears you. One is when you pray, especially where two or more are gathered. And two is he inhabits the praises of his people. Inhabits means lives in. 
So if the Lord God lives in his praise, he is not only hearing it, he is in it. I don't know how to, I can't comprehend the way God does it. But it's, to me, a, a definite secret to battle. So, fast for a day and pray to the Lord when you fast, when you begin. Tell him why you're fasting. Ask him to honor your fast. That you're going to engage in spiritual warfare for this person, that person, yourself, your home, whatever. It's the rest of it. It all works the same. Okay, so that you have fasted and you have spent a day praising the Lord and you have a prayer partner and you're ready to begin. What I recommend, whether you get it from Jesse or me or you make it, okay, you can do it if you're a, a believer that believes in spiritual gifts. You get some olive oil and you put it in its own separate little container because it's not going to be used for cooking. You're never going to use this uh, anointing oil for anything other than anointing. Okay, and, uh, and a lot of people that are uh, a little more astute than I add other things like uh, myrrh, frankincense, and these things are a pleasing aroma to the Lord. They were back in the, you know, in the, the temple days. So, however you get it, I just use plain olive oil, but you can, you know, you can use your imagination and, and maybe improve on it. And you pray something like this, your own words. Dear Lord Jesus, when you sent the angel of death to pass over the children at Passover, and you told your believers to splatter the lamb's blood on the door, over the doorpost, that the angel of death would pass over them. In such a way, Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless this oil, that anything that we anoint with it, will be consecrated to you, will be claimed for you, Lord, and that no evil may touch it. So this is not a magic formula. You're asking God for his blessing. And anything that you... what I, I do the sign of the cross because I'm always saying God bless you to people. I'm not a... I didn't get that from being Catholic or nothing. I just happen to do it. So I go to my doorpost right behind me and my back door and out to the doors of my truck my crazy little cat, especially if I'm doing spiritual warfare, I will do all, anoint everything that day. And just in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I consecrate this house to Jesus. May anything evil in it be thrown out and may nothing cross the threshold of this doorway that is not of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a very simple way to anoint your home Many people can add to this, can add more to this, and it's fine. Um, so, now that you've done that, you will enter into the gates of the Lord. How do you do it? You do it with thanksgiving. So, the step after anointing your home is to go to the Father. I recommend on your face. I do it on my face. But I'm not so old yet that my knees aren't given out yet. So, um, thank God for every single blessing in your life. Be sincere. And you don't have to be too long. Don't be gushing. Just tell God honestly what you're thankful to Him for. Especially for Jesus. And praise Him. Praise Him for His might, His power, His glory. 
his creation, all the beauty that he's made, everything you can think of that you are thankful to the Lord God for, praise him for as well. Now you're going to ask him to accept you into his presence. So before that happens, you need to say, Lord, if there's any, there's a couple psalms you can go to that I'll get out for you if i got time. Say, Lord, if there's anything unclean in me before I come to you, I pray that you cleanse me of unconfessed sin or even unknown sin. Sin I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking of. I'm not aware of. Um, lay it down. Lay it down before the Lord before you try to step in his presence and boldly ask him for stuff. Not, he will accept you, but this is honoring God. It shows God that you're truly humbling yourself before him and you are coming to him for his protection and for his decision and for his judgment. Just mercy on yourself and judgment upon the fallen angels that are using legal means to argue with God and mess with you. And um, I do want to say this is almost the same thing that when um, when Jesse's teaching you to go out and reclaim the lands for the Lord God, you know, you find the symbolic things and you anoint them and you pray over them, reclaim them in the name of Jesus. It's almost the same thing, but I'm just getting, I'm just doing this for your own, this lesson anyway, for your own personal household, your family, yourself. It's a very good start. This is not taught in the church. People do not know this. So, then you will bring your petitions to the Father. Bring up what's happening to you. Bring up the persecutions of the evil one. Be specific. If you're stuck in some custody battle or you're going through some kind of, you know, injustice in court somewhere and, and you feel like you're being really mistreated, lay it down before God. Lay it down. Now, I'm going to say something about sin here in a second, but bring your petitions before the Lord God and sincerely ask him for his mercy. Ask him for release of his blessing. Ask him for his judgment. And um, bring up at this point these two chapters. Bring up Psalm 91 as you're praising him, as you're petitioning him. Read the whole thing to him. The Lord God, you have promised me this, to keep me under the shadow of your wings. But I'm being attacked over here by Satan and his minions. And you know, explain it to God. And use as your legal argument what's in Isaiah 61 or Psalm 91 as your protection. You have to talk to the Lord a lot more than most people do. Most people, I'm not saying anybody in here, but because that's probably not the case, but most people don't even think about God six days a week. Or maybe a little, you know, thank you, Lord, for my food. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. This is not the life of walking with Yeshua. This is not the life of following Christ. Jesus said he'll cost you everything. And if you lose that life, you'll save it. And if you try to save that life, you'll lose it. Don't become in love with your circumstances, with your life, especially not your money, anything like that. Just let God have it. Trust Him. Do the best you can. 
bring up God's promises to him, and you will see them delivered in your life, by the way, in crazy ways, in ways that God glorifies himself and no other being could have ever done it. No way. Happens to me, I'm not saying daily, but a lot. I can look back in the last six months and say it's happened a half a dozen times. Okay, pardon me a second. Okay, so, we use the promises of God in the court of God. And then we have laid out our case. What do we do then? What, would, what do we do to wrap up? We again praise and thank our Lord for his wonderful judgment, for his wisdom, for his power. And we thank him that he is going to find in our favor. And then the hardest part, you let it go. You have stated that you trust the Lord God. You have made your claim. The devil's made his, and you've made yours. You have anointed your home. You have prayed for the protection of God's angels over it, because you have anointed it. And it is blessed in the name of Jesus, and if an angel sees that, he's going to stand guard over it. Same way as he would for territory or lands that you have claimed. This is why I say, just like uh, Jesse and Jeff would tell you, anoint the car. Anoint the tires if you want to. Anoint the doors, the engine. Or just the whole thing and ask the Lord to keep it, you know, anointed. And definitely when you're waging serious spiritual warfare, like if real witchcraft, real demonic worship is aimed directly at you to assail you, man, anoint everything. Be, be like an anointing nut over everything. <clears throat> and you can be subtle about it. You don't have to look like a nut. But anyway, I hope that this has begun to help. Um... I love you guys, and anything that I can do to help, I will do. I uh, I hope to be bringing a lot more of these this way. And let's see, we've gone 30. This one might be a little bit shorter, but what I'd like to do is go ahead and one more time, if you guys will be patient with me, go back through both of them to add a little bit more time to the broadcast and to remind you of the promises of God. So this is Isaiah 61 from the NASB. And let's just read it. And Joe will keep this zipped, except for reading it. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the humble. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the cloak of praise instead of a disheartened spirit. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Then, after all this has happened, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Now, when you say ruined cities, I believe it means, in, in a way, lives, ruined lives. Even ones that nobody thought was redeemable. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and pasture your flocks, pasture your flocks. And foreigners will be your farmers and vine dressers. But you will be called the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. 
you will eat the wealth of nations and you will boast in their riches. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion of honor and instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. We've been under that robbery, by the way, from this cabal for thousands of years. All the interest on every loan. God knows what it is. God knows what it is to the penny. For every person who's ever been charged 30% on a credit card or paid their, paid their house off five times over what it's actually worth. And the Lord hates robbery. In the burnt offering, and I will faithfully give them their reward. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Then their offspring will be known among the ages, among the nations. I'm sorry, I don't know where I got ages. And their descendants in the midst of the people. Everyone will be recognized and honored. They will realize that they are a people that the Lord has blessed because they are the offspring whom the Lord has blessed. This is your destiny. This is who you are. You were not designed by the Lord God to be trampled upon by demons. You were designed to trample demons. To trample the serpent and the young lion. Now if you believe the promises of God and you approach him with faith. You will have that destiny. I promise you this. I know this. I've lived this. I've also failed to live it. And I know the consequences and the difference. Come boldly before the Lord. Please join me in prayer. We'll close out. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you let us come together tonight, Lord, and I pray that this is an inspirational word to your people. I pray, Lord, that you help them in their struggles in, in this life, in this world, and I pray that you cover them and meet their needs. You provide everything that we need, Lord, and we thank you. Jehovah Jireh. God, please go before us in battle against all the evil works of the devil. Jehovah Nisi, God is our banner. Lord, I pray that you touch people that are sick in this room or have family members that are ill. Jehovah Rapha, God is our healer. We call upon you, Heavenly Father, to open up our ears and our spirits and our eyes. Equip us for spiritual warfare. Allow us to come before you in your throne room humbly on our faces and advocate for us Lord Jesus Christ against the accuser Jesus anyone in this room who needs some kind of deliverance father I loose them right now in the name of Jesus from whatever's afflicting them and I command it to get away from them and be cast where you tell it to be cast whether to the pit or to the second heaven or to arid places. And Father, I pray for you to bind that spirit wherever it lands, never to return. 
Father, I pray that you be with everyone here and give them joy, oil of, oil of gladness. Jesus, thank you for letting us come together for another week. Praise and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right on radio. Right on radio.